0: Welcome to Between the Lines podcast, I'm Jess and I'm Janine and we both work at the Winkler branch of the South Central
1: Regional Library. In this podcast we talk about books with our own twist. We talk about just the first half and predict where it might be going and finish reading the book and discuss the second half. There will be snark, there will be spoilers, and depending on the book there may be references to violence, sex, or other adult topics. So if that's not for you, stop listening now. Alright, let's get into this week's book. All right. So today's book that we're going to be discussing is Daughter of the Deep by Rick Reardon, who is the well-known author of the Percy Jackson series. So a brief summary of the book. Anna Dakar is a freshman at Harding Pencroft Academy, a five-year high school that graduates the best marine scientists, naval warriors, navigators, and underwater explorers in the world. Anna's parents died while on a scientific expedition two years ago. And the only family she's got left is her older brother, Dev, also a student at HP. Anna's freshman year culminates with the class's weekend trial at sea, the details of which have been kept secret. She only hopes she has what it'll take to succeed. All her worries are blown out of the water when, on the bus ride to the ship, Anna and her schoolmates witness a terrible tragedy that will change the trajectory of their lives. But wait, there's more. The professor accompanying them informs Anna that their rival school, Land Institute, and Harding Pencroft have been fighting a Cold War for 150 years. Now that Cold War has been turned up to a full broil and the freshmen are in danger of becoming fish food. In a race against deadly enemies, Anna will make amazing friends and astounding discoveries about her heritage as she puts her leadership skills to the test for the first time. So a little bit of info about the book before we get started. Uh, This is a standalone book and is a New York Times bestseller. Daughter of the Deep is a retrofuturism science fiction novel set in a contemporary timeline of the world of Jules Verne's books 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and The Mysterious Island. This is a derivative work featuring machinery, tools, and settings described in Verne's books and characters who are descendants of Verne's characters. It combines both old and future technologies, melding together elements of both steampunk and artificial intelligence. And I should also mention that this is a junior fiction novel. So, why did we choose this book?
0: Because it's <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> well, you had said you wanted to read it. I've never read anything by Rick Riordan. Um, I haven't either. So he's a new author for me. I want to read it because I love Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And I've never read that book either. So this oh, it whole is so good. world is totally new to me. So
0: Yeah, like that for me that's the main reason. When I saw that it was kind of uh, what was the term again a retro futu- futurism science fiction novel yeah um loosely based on 20000 leagues under the sea it immediately had my interest because like i said 20000 leagues under the sea
1: is awesome and rick riordan doesn't usually write female leads either i don't think
0: he did percy jackson which i mean the percy jackson series is obviously percy jackson um, yeah. I don't think...
1: Like, he does a lot more, like, Greek mythology and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: He'll right? have strong strong female secondary characters, yeah, but...
1: But not female leads, which I think was also kind of appealing.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah. I like anything to do with the ocean.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and in a past life, I was going to be a mar- marine biologist. However, we live on the prairies, so... Yeah. Not a lot of opportunities for that type of work here. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways...
0: I mean, you could still. Never mind. I'd say potentially on the lakes. <laughs>
1: that's not. There's always opportunities. That's there, not fun. But no, that's not fun.
0: It's too cold there. Yeah, no. I don't want to go scuba diving there.
1: Unless I went to Churchill and worked with the Belugas.
0: True, the Belugas are cool.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Sidebar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, like, I read 20,000 Leagues on the Sea boats a decade ago, roughly. And I didn't realize how much I'd forgotten. I completely forgot that Captain Nemo was actually Prince Dakar. <laughs> like, didn't even,
1: didn't even think about it. I think it's funny that his name is Captain Nemo, because all I can picture is Nemo from Finding Nemo. Although the two have nothing to do with <laughs> There's each n- other.
0: Nope, nothing, nothing <laughs> to do with each other. No. I mean, potentially the cartoon fish Nemo was named after Captain Nemo.
1: Who? Yeah, I guess we we don't know. I don't
0: know what their inspiration was for that name, but yeah. So yeah. the and cover of the book is also very intriguing.
1: hmm The colors like they really pop. And it's an underwater scene which
0: And it's got the Nautilus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
0: It's big fan.
1: Big yep. fan. It is. I also like that the U and Daughter is like like a whale's tail.
0: Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. So is the R.
1: Oh yeah, and the, the D and the P.
0: It's just a very
1: cleverly designed cover. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a really good job on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, first off, I was reading, like, there was, like, a the author wrote sort of an introduction, and somebody else also did. Mm -hmm. I didn't
0: recognize the other person. No,
1: me neither. But in one of those, maybe it was in the authors, he said 80% of the ocean is still unexplored. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I just was, like, considering, like, all the technology and all of the stuff that we have today... Like, 80%, that's a lot.
0: It is a crazy amount. Like, they're still discovering new animals constantly. Yes. Like, it's only recently that the whole giant squid thing was like, oh, yeah, no, they do actually exist. Mm-hmm. And we did actually finally catch one on camera. But, like, there's... Yeah. There's fish out there that we don't know anything about.
1: No. It was... I found this thing online once, and it was basically, like, the ocean starting from the top and going, like, all the way down. So you'd scroll, and then it would show you, like, what kinds of sea life you would find. Mm. And, like, the color would change, like, the further down you got. Like, the screen got darker and darker. It was really cool. cool. And it went on forever. Like, I was scrolling for a long time. I was like, are we at the end yet? Are we at the end yet? But it was really, really cool. And yeah, like, I I had no idea.
0: There's just so much, so much ocean. Yeah. There's, again, only recently in Antarctica, they discovered a fish with white blood. Oh. Yeah. How cool is that?
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah. That's kind of gross. (laughs) What? What's gross about that?
1: I mean, it's blood. And could you, like, white blood? That just seems like...
0: Yeah, normally that's not a thing.
1: No, I know. That's why it's kind of ick.
0: (laughs) But then again, it's, like, the amount of animals we haven't discovered yet is quite impressive, like, considering yeah. how much technology we have mm-hmm. and how long, like, people have been cataloging animals for hundreds of years. Yeah. And you still can go to the Amazon and go, ah, oh, that's a butterfly that
1: I've never seen before. Yep. And, like, it just speaks to the vastness of the ocean. Yeah. You know, like, you don't really think about it, especially in landlocked Manitoba. Yeah. We don't really think about that too much, but...
0: Speak for yourself, I do all the
1: time. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think about the ocean because I want to go there, but I don't really think about, like, how huge it actually is.
0: It is difficult
1: to comprehend. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, (laughs) a little ocean aside for y'all, I was... Captivated by this book from the start, basically, and I, when I started it, I didn't have time to read the full half, and I didn't want to stop, but what? I had to stop because I had to go to bed. But, but I like I don't know how you felt, but I just cannot wait I to finish. Really, really liked it. Like I had a hard time
0: going. Okay, I need to put it down. I need yeah. to step away. I need mm-hmm. to not read the other half
1: right away. Yeah, I know. I was like, Ugh, I can't. Like, I I got to read it. But sometimes with junior fiction books, it's very like, hmm, these
0: kids are really kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like you could easily read this book as an adult and still thoroughly enjoy it. Like, Absolutely, the characters are well developed and mm-hmm. it, this is supposed to be a standalone. Yeah, this is standalone. Yeah, standalone. There's enough character development that I'm kind of. It feels a little bit like it should be a series. Yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed it <laughs>
1: isn't. Well, you never know, I guess. But all of the, like, everything I could find was so just standalone. a standalone. Yeah, yeah. So, I, my only issue is that there are so many characters. Like, they have their whole class. There's
0: 20 kids, I think.
1: Yeah. So, when you have 20 kids, plus all of the adults and all of the other characters, the students from the other, like, it just, there was a lot of names.
0: There was. I mean, he did a pretty good job of not just ignoring the other, you know, 15 kids, but also focusing enough on the main group of four or five that you don't... How do I put this? You know there's some books where it's like, I don't know... uh, Who is the main character? Mm -hmm. You're bouncing around
1: so much between... No. You know who the main character is, Mm -hmm. but I think my issue is because the other ones are sort of there... When he talks about them, I'm like, who is that again? Which one is... You know, like... So that part, I had a little bit of trouble keeping all of the secondary characters straight. Um, So there was that, but that was just a, a me thing.
0: I had more difficulty remembering who... Okay, so Anna is descended from Captain Nemo. Esther is descended from Harding? Harding. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay... This book references 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and The Mysterious Island, like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. To the point where I'd almost say, if you got the time and you're interested, read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and The Mysterious Island
1: first, because it will add more to this book. And it was interesting that that was required reading for the students, those two books. Mm -hmm. Before they started at Harding Pencroft Academy, yeah. I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And Anna didn't know that she was a descendant of Captain Nemo yeah, until no. this book. Or this book. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of course, she didn't know until this. Book. She didn't know that until all of this stuff happened and they were like in the thick of it and then they had to tell her yeah. who she actually is.
0: But like the, the Land Institute um, was set up by character uh oh, what's his face? I forget the name of the the character in twenty thousand leagues under the sea that Captain Nemo sets loose um but the land institute is set up by him um and then the Harding Pencroft Academy is set up by Harding and Pencroft, obviously, who were the characters in the mysterious island now, Anna's descended from Captain Nemo, but Esther's descended from Harding, so it does there's a lot of back and forth between the history and what in the the kids figuring out what in the book is accurate and what was just something Jules Verne made up or mm-hmm. was lied to about so he didn't spill secrets. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, like I said, it is definitely helpful if you have read the
1: books first. Yeah, I almost feel like if I had more time, I would like to read those books.
0: I've read 20,000 Leaves Under the Sea. I don't remember reading The Mysterious Island which seems like a big mistake on my part. <laughs> that seemed like something you would read. It's not when Jules fern comes up as an author you always hear about 20,000 Leagues and mm-hmm. um He's journey ha- to the center of the earth.
1: Actually has written quite a few books, He's which you didn't quite realize.
0: But because the Mysterious Island's not really top 5 mm-hmm. that you hear about, mhm I apparently have just completely missed it, which I will be uh remedying. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. My initial thought was to not trust Hewitt, who was the adult with them.
0: Oh, I still don't trust him.
1: (laughs) No? No. I'm not sure anymore, because... Just because he's dying doesn't make him a good guy. No, it's not because he's dying. Because he was open and honest with her about who she actually is, and... I don't know. You can be
0: open and honest and still be manipulating.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. I... I'm just not sure. I'm
0: just cynical, to be fair. I know it's true. Could just be be me.
1: (laughs) But I also wondered, like at the beginning of the book, she goes diving with her brother Dev, Mm -hmm. and um, he gives her a necklace, which was a pearl. Yeah, a black pearl. A black pearl that had belonged to their mother. And yes, I'm trying with every
0: fiber of my being not to do Johnny (laughs) Depp at the moment.
1: (laughs) Oh, please do. (laughs) I don't think anybody wants that. I do. Anyway, uh, for, it's her birthday, I guess, the following week. And so he's giving this to her as an early birthday gift. And mm-hmm. so as I was reading, I was like, did he have like a premonition? Did he know something was going to happen or why? Like, I, I know he said it was because she had her, her, trials. Uh, her trials coming up. But
0: see, I think it's more more that. Yeah, because he knows that she's about to find out some like seriously life altering information.
1: No, he doesn't know that.
0: Yeah he does. How does he know that? Because during the trials for the freshman year, that is when they normally start telling the students what the point of Oh right Herding, the Harding Pencroft okay, Academy right. is. Right. I'm thinking so, though
1: she wouldn't have necessarily found out that she was a descendant of Captain Nemo Not at that, that, that time.
0: That my impression was that she would find that out oh, Okay,
1: so That part I wasn't sure about, so
0: Well, they said that they were going to tell her some information. How much of that information, I mean, we'll never know now because they kind of told her a lot of it. Well, they had to. Just based on circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, But my impression was that she would find out quite a bit of it. Okay. So he knows that she's going to figure out all of this rather earth-shattering information. So it does make sense that he'd give her something from their dead mother as kind of a...
1: Yeah.
0: Reminder of?
1: Good that's things. true that kind of thing. at one point she sort of mused about whether this all of this happening was part of their training exercise or their trials or whatever mm-hmm. and i was like oh how i wish that was true <laughs> because it's such a catastrophic oh, like i want dev to be alive i know i really want dev to be alive <laughs> and like their whole school is just wiped off the face of the planet demolished and i just it oof. fell into the sea for the record yeah
0: like it was built on a cliff and it was torpedoed or yeah. seismic torpedoed mm-hmm. um, and fell into the ocean with like a hundred and some odd students and teachers and whatnot
1: like, and her brother. It's Just basically gone the entire thing. Yep. And so... The fr- I will say
0: the thing that I've found a little bit disconcerting was the fact that she's not more freaked out about that.
1: Uh, about the school being gone or... Or her brother being gone. Yeah. Maybe it's just a matter of... We're in crisis mode. We have to keep going. We can't dwell on... I get that.
0: I get that. But it's still one of those things where I'm going, really?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, when you're in a situation like that, you can't just curl up and feel your feelings. Either, right? to be
0: fair, like, her parents died, so this is not exactly her first time going to No.
1: And especially because suddenly all of this responsibility is put on her. Mm -hmm. And all of these things that she didn't know about herself... And suddenly she's expected to sort of become a leader.
0: Yeah, she's got to go straight into problem-solving mode. Yeah. Although, to be fair, all of the kids, like, considering they just saw their school and everything they know plunge into the sea, Mm -hmm. they're handling it, like, they're not in full party mode, but they're, like, laughing and (laughs) joking a bit, where I'm kind of going, do you know you don't have a place to go back to? (laughs) Is that sunk in yet?
1: Maybe they'll just stay on the island. It will work. But... I think got an orangutan cook, after all. That part I found a little weird. That part I'm kind of going, really? That's a bit much, in my opinion.
0: I'm fine with the underwater subs and the weird technology and the apparently AI-operated 150-year-old submarine. Yeah. But an orangutan cook who's obsessed with Mary Berry?
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think I'd want an orangutan cook in my food, to be honest.
0: No, he's got too much hair
1: agreed but that was another thing the submarine let's talk about that for a minute the nautilus a
0: difficult time stopping
1: (laughs) so here's the thing when they talked about like her parents found it right Mm -hmm. and so it talked about like her dad tried to go on there and it basically attacked him but it sounded like luca and ophelia the people who are live there now and are like it sounds like they can go on there no problem Mm -hmm. why is that
0: the thing is, a lot of the tech runs on DNA.
1: Right, so you so would think your that biometric
0: sh- scanning, so if, keeping in mind that this sub is c- controlled by AI, which is apparently quite grumpy, um, the grumpy sub could be rather ticked at anybody with the DNA signature of Captain Nemo, because it was essentially left at the bottom of a volcano for 150 years, lying in the mud. If we're assuming that this AI is actually a sentient AI, I can understand its thought process in zapping him. Hmm. Whereas uh, Lucas and Ophelia are hauling it, or raising it, cleaning it, maintaining it, are trying to make it function well, functioning again, essentially.
1: Yeah, I know, but they don't have the right DNA.
0: <laughs> they they at some point mentioned they put a patch on the door so that they could get in. Because oh
1: i must have missed that part
0: her father had to have, like you had to have the dna signature to open originally okay. but once it was open they could put a patch on it so that they could uh, essentially hack their so way it
1: doesn't know oh i must have really missed that part that makes a lot more sense now because i was like how come he couldn't go on but they can go on mm-hmm. no problem
0: i will say every single time i hear the name ophelia you know gilligan's island yes you know the episode where they do the musical version of hamlet
1: No, I don't know if I've seen that one.
0: There's the song, um, From Ophelia, no one can steal ya. You'll always be my own Since the day When your dad met his fate You hate your ma, mad at my pa You'll kill the king or some silly thing Oh, Hamlet, Hamlet, do be a lamb Let Russian enough alone single time i hear the name
1: ophelia that's what goes through my head anyways okay i I
0: will say one of the things that got me it's a little bit of a harry potter situation with the school where there's four different houses teams groups whatever Mm -hmm. um and you're sorted into it (laughs) not via sorting hat um when you first start at the academy and there's sharks which are more of the tactical uh, defense that kind of thing Dolphins, which are more espionage communications. Cephalopods, which are engineering. And then orcas, which are apparently like diplomatic relations and that kind of thing. Now, I have some serious issues with that. Because yes, all the other ones make sense. However, orcas are mean. Like, very mean. To the point where if there is a great white or bull or tiger shark in the area same area as a pod of orcas they will leave like doesn't matter if it's their hunting grounds or whatnot they're out of there a orca can scare off a shark hmm. not by even attacking it or doing anything just by like being in the same area because they will attack pretty much anything just for the fun of it and have been known to kill sharks and just eat their livers. Just their livers. And then leave. Gross. Fun ocean facts. So I find <laughs> the name Orca for this. It, it's not entirely diplomatic. It's other stuff as well. hmm
1: But to I... be, like, the, the caregivers, the nurses, that like, it, it's just, it yeah. really seems backwards as heck. Here it says, medicine, psychology, education, marine biology, and communal memory.
0: Yes. Um, in another place, it was described as the school's conscience. Ooh. Yeah. Like, okay. that's the thing. There's a couple of different descriptions of the orcas. The script description at the beginning doesn't necessarily match the description of yeah. the book. And what they're actually doing. But, like, it's... Orcas are brutal animals. And I love them. They are cool. Different pods of orcas have different diets. Really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. Some eat herring. Whereas the next one won't touch herring. Some eat... Seals. Exons won't touch seals. Even if they are in the same area where they could technically eat the same food source.
1: Well, that's kind of like people.
0: Yeah. How many Sea World trainers have you killed?
1: None. But... See, this is
0: the thing. Orcas are weird animals. Like, they're... They look cool. Don't get me wrong. I like them. They're interesting as heck. <laughs>
1: but they are mean as hell. I was, uh... Of the right age when the movie Free Willy came out.
0: Mm. I haven't seen
1: that one. I refuse
0: to watch orca propaganda.
1: So that is what started my love of all things ocean. And so I've had a fascination with, especially orcas since then. So when we went to Florida a few years ago, I had to go to SeaWorld.
0: Of course, you have to go to SeaWorld.
1: And I had to watch the orca show because, of course. It's an orca. How cool is that, right? And then we watched that documentary, what is it called? about like what actually happens at sea, and I was like crushed.
0: That's the Like thing.
1: all my childhood dreams <laughs> were crushed.
0: <laughs> it is one of those things where a sea world has its place and its purpose and I would go because I love the sea.
1: Yeah it's pretty cool. But at the
0: same time ethically speaking there are some serious issues.
1: Yeah I know I had to put that kind of out of my mind (laughs) yeah because uh if you think about it too much you can't enjoy it
0: yep yep but it's one of those things where there's a value to places like sea world
1: well it is educational for sure
0: it's educational it gets people interested in it and it's like the panda you wouldn't want to save the panda if you didn't know a panda or you didn't see a Mm -hmm. panda that's true so in terms of conservation whatnot there's Mm -hmm. there's definitely a call for it However, like anything, that needs to be tempered with the correct ethical response, and they need to be held accountable.
1: Yeah. So, We also went to uh, Clearwater uh, in Florida, where they also have a much smaller aquarium. Mm-hmm. Anywhere I go, if there's an aquarium, I go.
0: <laughs> oh, you need to go to Nestor's Aquarium in Winnipeg? They have piranhas. There's an aquarium in Winnipeg? A, it's a pet store.
1: Oh, it's a pet store. It's okay. a pet
0: store, but you need to go because they have rays. <laughs> they have rays. They're like this big and someone like this big. And there's a sign on the side of the tank that says, do not touch them. They will hurt you.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. They had turtles at one point, uh, seahorses once. It's the kind of place where it feels like there's
1: illegal trafficking going on. <laughs> but I'm still going because I can still see piranhas. <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out the next time I they, go to my clownfish
0: at the and when you go in. Um they've got like a Nemo tank. Okay. They've got a clownfish, they've got a blue tang. Is there uh, uh like a puffer fish? There's no pufferfish
1: in there. Uh, there's a starfish in the Nemo tank.
0: There's starfish in there, yep. Uh one of the yellow ones. <laughs> I <what> they're called. <laughs> they change a little bit depending. I've seen a couple of different ones in there that okay. aren't always in there. Um but yeah. It's yeah. Really cool. They also have parrots sometimes. Cool. And snails and shrimp and eels. I can do without the eels. Moray eels freak me out. They have two sets of jaws.
1: That's gross. Whoa. But, yeah, we also went to uh, Clearwater. I don't know if you know the movie Dolphin Tale. I know of
0: it. I have not seen it.
1: Okay. So it takes place in Clearwater at this aquarium. There's a dolphin there that is missing a tail. And then they, like, create this prosthetic tail. For the dolphin, whatever. Um, But their focus is much more on rehabilitation and, Mm -hmm. like, getting the animals back out into the the ocean if they can.
0: That's the thing. There are, and granted, not all of them, there's never one size fits all, Mm -hmm. but the less commercial, independently run ones tend Mm -hmm. to be a bit more
1: better. (laughs) It was, like, a much different experience between the two. Like, Mm. the one was, like, smaller and, like it was just the aquarium like just the animals and stuff like at sea world there's rides there's shows there's it's very like, much a theme park it's a theme park this was like an aquarium yeah. very basic like nothing flashy really granted they have a separate museum type thing that has more stuff from the movie and mm-hmm. whatever so at the time we went my daughter was obsessed with this movie which is why we went there and yada yada but anyway <laughs> it's it was interesting to see the difference between the two and yeah. One one's about the prophet,
0: one's about the animals. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it boils it down is, to.
1: Which again is crushing to my childhood <laughs> dreams of SeaWorld. <laughs> the magical place of SeaWorld. Um, yeah And shamu. Anyways. That's big <laughs> We're getting way off topic. Way off topic. So anyways, there was a quote in the book that I really liked. It said, the impossible is merely the possible for which we don't yet know the science. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's true.
0: Well, that's like, magic is only magic until we figure out the science behind it.
1: Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of
0: stuff that used to be considered magic that is now like, no dearie, that's Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's all about, do we understand it yet? Or an amphitheater. <laughs>
1: The picture for an amphitheater and Wi-Fi are the same. Like yeah, <laughs> but yeah,
0: it is a really good book. Uh huh. Even though we haven't really talked about the book, we've just
1: well, we've talked gone to, off on tangents about talked talked the, world about the and book, random ocean facts. I too feel like this could have been a series, although I don't know how it's going to get wrapped up in the end.
0: Well, that's the thing. Obviously,
1: like, she's going to save the world. Of course, um, because. It's a junior fiction it's, book. They yeah.
0: always save the world.
1: It's it's not going to be like, I mean, a lot of tragedy has already happened. Mm-hmm. But
0: I will say I did have a hard time putting it down because right like the halfway point was right after they found the submarine. Yeah. Or we're going to get on the submarine. Yep, Or we're on the submarine.
1: Well, she gave the submarine a big speech. Yeah. Before she was going to board it. And then I don't know if we got to her actually being on there.
0: I did. did but they you? were like in the entryway
1: yeah okay but like nothing she wasn't like in it
0: she was in the entryway.
1: yeah she says i am coming aboard and i step over the last threshold my parents ever crossed
0: okay see dot
1: dot dot did you read farther
0: i read farther than you okay. my calendar is not updating so i took some liberties with how far i went oh <gasps> because i wasn't sure whether we were going to the end of chapter because how the halfway point was like 32 and a half or something
1: Oh okay. so I wasn't sure
0: if we were going to the end of thirty two or the end of thirty three, or the end of
1: thirty
0: one or thirty two. Ah oh, so maybe because I the book was it. good, I took
1: some liberties and went to the end. What? To the end of the book? No, no <laughs> goodness, no. See, no. I only read otherwise I'd be spoiling everything. To the end of chapter thirty one. Okay. So which actually I think is slightly more than half. Okay. Do you see? Yeah. 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 Where my bookmark is.
0: That's the thing, it all depends on chapter length. <laughs> So yeah. But anyway. like just barely onto the sub. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I have to put it down. You can stop it. now. I don't want to. No. That's the the beauty of this podcast. It keeps it you forces me to stop.
0: <laughs> uh, I was always that kid in novel studies where they're like, read the first chapter. And I'm like, I already finished the
1: book. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's like I can't just read one chapter. No, it is this garbage. That way. What is this garbage?
0: But yeah, suffice it to say, I'm very much looking forward to the second half.
1: As am I. I am enjoying this book immensely. Yes, I want to know what happens. I'm going to make my daughter read it when I'm done. Oh,
0: good, good. (laughs) Make everybody read it. Yes. Make Mike read it, that should be funny. (laughs) He doesn't read much. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess we'll see you when we read the second half, and hopefully it lives up to all of our expectations.
1: Yes. And we're back with part two of Daughter of the Deep by Rick Riordan. So, part two was a wild ride, I thought. It was. What are your thoughts? I
0: don't know if I like the ending. Really? I mean, the ending was good, but I kind of feel like there just needs to be more.
1: Yes. I definitely feel like he left it open to making this a series.
0: He did, I think. Yep.
1: Because, I mean, it was wrapped up nicely. But could continue. But
0: there was definitely potential for more.
1: Yeah, yep, I yeah. agree. And I I would love for there to be more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I would read that.
1: Although this book came out 2021, I think. And I haven't seen any indication of a sequel so far.
0: Yep. I mean, to be fair, I feel like he's always been a bit more slow with releasing books.
1: Okay. I don't really know anything about know. his books, so it's possible. Maybe there is something coming. But what I... I mean, what I did read was that this is a standalone, so... Mm -hmm.
0: No, that's the thing. Maybe they were
1: waiting to see how it was received.
0: I'm pretty sure if there was intended to be a series, they would have said that from the get-go.
1: Yeah, they usually do, right? Because it's Rick
0: Riordan, like... He's popular. Yeah. And his series have done well.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: So, Rick, if you're listening, we want more. Yeah, exactly. We have (laughs) to have more. We can't stop at just one.
1: No. So... My initial thought when the Land Institute Institute students came, I was like, no, no more people can die in this book because... It's There's been a enough. lot of people dying for a kid's book. Yes, yeah. And I was like, I cannot handle any more of that. Everybody has to get out if you're okay. And for the most part, I think they did.
0: Mm, the Land Institute people...
1: Did they lose...
0: Uh... I don't know. They weren't super clear about what happened. Everybody that was in the name of the sub that I cannot remember. The
1: Um, Aranex? Yes, the Aranex. No, I think all of those people survived because they went in and saved them.
0: Right. But there wasn't any kind of, like, turns out Timmy got stuck in the engine room.
1: No, they didn't specifically say, but...
0: It sounded like most of those people survived. And then uh, whoever was in the sub with uh, Dev, Dev, Dev got out. Yeah but they don't really say what happens to the other kids.
1: That's true. It's not really clear. But it's not a... None of the Harding-Pencraft students are lost. No. Which was the most important part for me.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
1: But Mm. you may recall that I said at the first half, I wonder if Dev knows something. Mm Mm-hmm. Turns out he did.
0: (laughs) He very much does. (laughs) And I refused to believe that he was dead, and I was right as well. Yes. It's too easy if he was dead. Well, I don't know. It makes more sense for him to be alive.
1: Yeah. Because there had to be mole. And I did not expect... But I, I didn't expect that it would be him.
0: I wasn't surprised by the fact that it was him. If you are alive after something like that, pretty good chance you're not totally on the up and up.
1: That's true. I mean, it makes sense in the end. I just wasn't expecting it, personally. Yep. So...
0: I'm not totally happy with what happened with him at the end, where they're like, oh, we're going to go down in the Nautilus, and look at the marvelous sea garden where our parents are buried. (laughs) And everything's okay, or I'm going, but it's
1: not. Oh, I don't know if everything was okay.
0: He committed mass murder. Yeah. Or had a pretty strong hand in committing mass murder. And I
1: don't think that she forgave him fully.
0: Oh, I don't think so. But there has to be some kind of consequences, like that's the thing there wasn't really anything but we don't know because there's not a second book that's the thing that drives me nuts where i'm like i am assuming that there was consequences for him after but it's not specifically stated yes and i don't like it when things aren't specifically stated
1: (laughs) if you don't read it it didn't happen is that what you're saying pretty much much. (laughs) yeah and also he shouldn't have gotten to go on the cool sub
0: no, no, I kind of feel like that should have been his punishment.
1: Yeah, I know. I want to keep him on. in a cell. I want to go on the sub.
0: Oh, I know. Like, Is there like a Nautilus theme park or a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea theme park somewhere? Because I want to uh, go there.
1: I know. I've never heard of such a thing. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But, but there should be such a thing. It'd be yeah. glorious. That would be so awesome. We'll start one right here in southern Manitoba. Let's do it because <laughs> of all the oceans around us. Exactly. We could do yeah. it up in Churchill with the belugas. It'd be kind of cool, actually. It'd be cold.
0: Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, but
0: when do you think of the sub itself, other than I have to have it? I want to go on it. Please let me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's very like the technology in this book is insane. It is. It's like I mean, obviously fiction, right? But Mm -hmm. could you imagine if inanimate objects could actually do those types of things and act like a human? Like, I guess technically it's not an inanimate object because. It has a personality, and it has a, you know, like...
0: I do like the fact that it's crabby.
1: Yes. I know, I thought that was kind of fun, too. But the fact, also, like, that she learned to communicate with it, and mm-hmm. and they were able to make it work, and...
0: That's the thing, like, they took all of the crazy tech in 20,000 leaks, and then just went a titch further, and made it a sentient AI, and... I think that kind of helps explain some of the crazy tech and whatnot better Mm -hmm. than just, oh, it turns out that Nemo was genius. Like, I don't know, to me, it kind of just finishes off, rounds off the tech part of it a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's super cool. Also, I would love to see this as a movie.
0: Yes. So that I could
1: actually, like, like I can picture it in my head, but what it's in my head is probably totally different from...
0: Have you seen the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea movie? No. You should. It's got Michael Caine in it mm-hmm
1: okay yeah but like i really think they could do an amazing job with this as a movie oh they totally personally could. and i think that would be fantastic so again in if you're listening
0: we want a movie and a theme park and a full series
1: please we don't ask for much no not at all not <laughs> at all
0: just a few minor million dollar things
1: yes exactly
0: what did you think romeo
1: Oh my I love gosh. Romeo, he's so cool <laughs> At first I was like, no, get this thing out of here But once they figured him out And figured out how to, like, manipulate him and stuff I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool
0: He's a giant octopus, yeah. how cool
1: is that? And he came in, like, totally at the last minute with the mm-hmm. battle And, like, I was like, yeah
0: On the one hand, it feels like a little bit of a cop-out That Romeo killed the sub On the other hand, I'm like, that's fine. The kids don't need any more trauma.
1: The element of surprise though.
0: It wasn't surprising, it was just cool.
1: Well, no, the element of surprise for the other people. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Yeah, you don't really expect, you know, a fifty meter octopus to just like give you a giant hug. Yeah. Oh, no, he's I'm a fan.
1: Yeah, I know. I also really enjoyed the relationships between the students mm-hmm. and how like for me it was interesting how like this something like this could have like they could have been at each other's throats. Yeah. And, like, fighting and whatever. But they really, like, banded together and work together and, like, were in agreement about most things. And, like, I just thought that was really, really interesting to that's, have it written that way.
0: Yeah. Like, that's the thing I feel, like, with kids' military academy books, if that's <laughs> a thing. Um, it either goes one way. Like, the their extensive training and that kind of thing either makes them all band together because they've been training to work as a team and, you know, follow leadership and that kind of thing. Or it's just a battle for leadership and mm-hmm. everything else gets lost in the shuffle. I, I find it tends to be either or. Yeah. I am glad that this one went this way because, I mean, you got enough problems already without a bunch of infighting.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it seemed like there was never any doubt in their mind that Anna was supposed to be their leader. Mm-hmm. Like, they just all accepted it. They, You know, and she often said... You know if you're uncomfortable with this or if you would like something else like she was very open about that as well which i thought was and they supported her it was quite mature yeah it really was for freshmen she gave them
0: multiple options to Mm. go hey you know pick somebody else if you want totally understandable yeah and even like they found the treasure and stuff (laughs) everybody was billionaires
1: i know i thought that was hilarious
0: despite the fact it's captain nemo technically her family's fortune yeah she's one that have some take
1: some fill so your pockets for everybody right mm-hmm. like and at the end if you want to take your share and leave leave go valid. right ahead yeah yeah so, so
0: no i think it's a really good book like <laughs> sounds doesn't sum it up to say it's a really good book
1: <laughs> but it's a really good book yeah i mean there were definitely times when you could tell it was junior fiction mm-hmm. there were sometimes i was like kind of roll my eyes a little bit but i was getting a bit sick of the dolphin honestly Oh, yeah? I mean, I'm
0: glad that the dolphin and his buddies came to beat people up, but it was starting to feel a little flipperish. <laughs> I'm like, okay, the dolphin can go now. We have a giant cephalopod, and giant cephalopods are always cooler than dolphins.
1: <laughs> I also enjoyed the underwater hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, can you just imagine, like, whoa,
0: slow motion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, story-wise was really interesting. I said to my thirteen-year-old, "You definitely need to read this book." Um, she kind of looked at me and was like, "Whatever," <laughs> as thirteen-year-olds do. <laughs> <13-year-olds> do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I definitely recommend this one, even for adults.
0: Oh yeah, anybody that likes books
1: narrows it down. <laughs> mm. If you like the ocean, you will like this book.
0: One thing I will say: I like the fact that they were a bit realistic on the whole the sub has been sitting at the bottom of the seafloor floor for 150 years aspect Mm -hmm. yeah like they didn't just jump in the nautilus and everything's fine all everything's working yeah no like there's slime coming out of the vents they use the um cav drive once and it breaks yeah like there's a lot of tech stuff that does not work this sub is by no means fully functional
1: no absolutely not
0: like and at no point in the book is it fully functional no like it's which is part of the reason why I'm like, yeah, I want to see what she can do. when she is fully well, functional.
1: Well, and there's probably things about it that they still haven't discovered yet either, right? Oh, so. that's
0: the thing. Like, but they didn't... It wasn't like, here you go, hop on a nice shiny sub and travel the world. Because yeah. that was definitely not the case.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So. But yeah. Do you have any fun facts?
1: I do have some fun facts for you. So, 20,000 Leagues, in the title, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea actually refers to the distance traveled under the sea which is 20,000 leagues is nearly twice the circumference of the earth but not the depth.
0: I kind of just assumed that and assumed everybody knew that. Well I didn't
1: I didn't think about how deep the sea is but but yeah I so for those of you who may have assumed like me that it was depth it's not it's distance so there you go.
0: And those of you like me that already knew that can just skip over this part. You can just roll your (laughs) eyes
1: at me like Jess is right now. (laughs) Uh, Jules Verne has been the second most translated author in the world since 1979, ranking between Agatha Christie and William Shakespeare, and is sometimes referred to as the father of science fiction, which Verne disagreed with.
0: Who's first, Agatha Christie or William
1: Shakespeare? I think Agatha Christie.
0: That makes more sense.
1: Because that's the order they were written in. I don't know that it's specifically said...
0: I feel like Shakespeare would be difficult to translate into multiple different languages Yeah. because you start to lose your iambic pentameter and all the other stuff. Yeah,
1: that's you know, also flow true. Flow of but the, the he's still and like that kind of in the three topmost translated is still pretty good. Yeah. So, closely related to Verne's science fiction reputation is the often repeated claim that he is a prophet of scientific progress, and that many of his novels involve elements of technology that were fantastic ideas for his day, but later became commonplace. These claims have a long history, especially in America, but the modern scholarly consensus is that such claims of prophecy are heavily exaggerated. In a 1961 article critical of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea's scientific accuracy, Theodore L. Thomas speculated that Verne's storytelling skill and readers misremembering a book they read as children caused people to remember things from it that are not there. The impression that the novel contains valid scientific predictions seems to grow as the years roll by. As with science fiction, Verne himself flatly denied that he was a futuristic prophet, saying that any connection between scientific developments and his work was mere coincidence, and attributing his indisputable scientific accuracy to his extensive research. Even before I began writing stories, I always took numerous notes out of every book, newspaper, magazine, or scientific report that I came across. So I just found that really interesting that, you know, he was viewed one way, but he didn't really see himself that way
0: well i think it's one of those things where with science fiction it's not like fantasy like it doesn't matter how long it is between when a fantasy book was written and now we still don't have unicorns or dragons yeah but with science fiction as technology continues to progress a lot of the time some of the um inventions and that kind of thing are inspired by something that was seen in science fiction so it appears as though the technology has been prophesied or is mm-hmm. destined in some way to become a thing, as opposed to the technology from the fiction inspiro- inspiring a real-life invention. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. Like, if you look at Star Trek, because I'm a nerd, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things in Star Trek where you go back and you watch the old Star Trek episodes and you go, what are you talking about? That's not impressive. We all have cell phones. <laughs> like, hmm The technology does, depending on what it is, um, eventually... It catches up. Catches up, exactly. Yeah. Like, we're not going to have transporter beams, but, you know.
1: We don't yet have flying cars like the Jetsons.
0: Do we want flying
1: cars? Uh, not in this area.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Winkler drivers are bad enough in... Two-dimensional maneuvering, never mind in three-dimensional maneuvering. Yes. I don't think we want that. (laughs) So I can understand why people would think that, but it's science fiction. Yeah. Science is right in there. Right in the title, at some point, science is going to either make these inventions and that kind of thing, or not. Yeah. Like, because it's, you know, phaser technology is still very much a thing of the future because, well, phasers are incredibly... Specific and or dangerous.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. One of the things I found interesting was Robert Ballard, who, as we all know, uh, found the Titanic, was actually...
1: Do we all know that?
0: Do we not all know that?
1: Some of us may not know that.
0: I assumed everybody knew that. How do people not know that?
1: Because we're not all
0: nerds. <laughs> okay. So To all my fellow nerds, we all know
1: <laughs> that... Uh, I should know, because my daughter went through a Titanic phase, but...
0: He was actually an advanced reader for the book.
1: For this book, Daughter of the Deep? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. He was,
0: yeah, in the acknowledgments. Robert Ballard, a retired United States Navy officer and professor of oceanography, who is now a full-time deep-sea explorer. If you want to read about his amazing real-life adventures, underwater adventures, uh, check out his book, Into the Deep, A Memoir of a Man Who Found the Titanic.
1: I guess I didn't read that part, obviously. I did. Then I would have known that. <laughs> I'm a nerd. I read the acknowledgements. I do often. This uh, Sometimes, I think because of all the reading, I was like, done. Next. <laughs> I'm not reading anything
0: extra here. Yeah. Even chapter titles, not happening. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. No, but that is, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Also, I want that job. Underwater, deep sea, underwater, whatever. What was it? Underwater Explorer? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway. Mm closing thoughts uh, definitely a recommend for me
0: yeah I would recommend that you read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and the Mysterious Island first I think you will get more out of it if you do um, but I would not say it is necessary to actually read the book it's just it's something that not. the nerd in me recommends <laughs> that you do
1: <laughs> I did not read those books and I still enjoyed this one I may go back and read them We'll yeah, see. at
0: the very least you have to watch the
1: movie okay Yeah, I will see
0: but yeah I hope that there's another one I know there's not going to be another one but I hope there's another one a girl can dream yeah exactly we'll dream of giant subs and Romeo the giant octopus (laughs) so that's what we
1: thought of the book
0: but those are just our opinions of course Uh, we'd like to hear yours so leave us a comment thanks for joining us for Between the Lines and thanks for editor Linda for making sense of our mess and we'll see you next time Bye. Bye.